The Raptors dump Joseph and Carroll, but are they any better? And Canadian basketball on the rise. All that coming up right here on TSN 1050. This is Toronto Today on TSN 1050, the voice of Toronto sports. Eleven o'clock on the dot. Good morning, Toronto. Gareth Wheeler with you. This is Toronto today. Thrilled to have you aboard. Uh, this is basically our version of CFTO. You, you watch it on the news. Talk back, Toronto. This is your show. We throw topics. You weigh in. You have your say. You, pardon the pun, take the wheel, lure, and just drive this sucker. Sorry, Scrizzy's cringing. Out of the gate. On a scale of 1 to 10, how bad was that? Scrizzy, like, you don't enjoy the Wheeler wheeler puns? Christoph's giving me a thumbs three. up. Oh, you're giving me a 3 out of 10. Okay. Now I see how this show is going to go. I was going to go 6. Okay? 3 times 2? No? All right. Let's restart the show. Hey, welcome to Toronto Today here on TSN 1050. i Gareth Wheeler with you. You can get at me anytime at WheelerTSN on Twitter. Um, the text is 105050, the email live at tsn1050.ca, and the phone line is 416-870-1050, that's 416-870-1050, uh, toll free at 1-855-791, hold on, what's his toll free number again? Don't have it up. 5916876, I only say it every day. One eight five 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 nine one six eight seven six. The question I'm asking off the top: The Raptors dumped Damari Carroll, dumped Corey Joseph, a couple draft picks over the weekend, pick up the always lovable cap space or salary dump, or I guess more breathing room when it comes to the luxury tax threshold, to be more specific. And they're going to pick up CJ Miles and Miles and Miles, CJ. One of the top three-point shooters in the game. Listen, you can't get enough three-point shooting. How much have the Raptors improved by making those two significant deals over the weekend? Uh, Are you still giving them an incomplete grade? What are your feelings on this Raptors team? They bring back Lowry, bring back Ibaka. Now they're shedding players so they can address other areas, including the whole idea, the whole movement to stay away from paying too much luxury tax and making sure that they keep open their the, the availability to use the entire mid-level exemption which is like roughly 8.3 million dollars. So 416-870-1050 and 855-591-6876 is the toll-free number at Wheeler TSN the text is 105050 the email live at on T, live at TSN uh, 1050.ca. A couple other things I wanted to just bring up before we continue to del- delve deeper into this topic. Saw a fantastic movie on Friday night. Wanted to point it out. Captain Fantastic. It was great. Have you, have you seen this film? Like, Viggo Mortensen was up for uh, best actor in this movie. It's just about this family that rejects kind of society living in the woods, but it's cute. It's fun. It's emotional. Decent flick. Wanted to bring that up. Went to a wedding. Uh, down in wine country on Saturday, Cave Springs, gorgeous, kind of, you could actually, we, we could see Toronto across the lake. 
um, in a beautiful winery setting. It was great. And the reception was held in Jordan Station. It's like a bunch of shops, like right in the heart of kind of wine country. It's really cute. Um, ran into, like, I, know, I have no idea how I recognized them, but my wife and I were walking down to this lavender shop. Like, she loves lavender. Anything to do with lavender, my wife is all about. And they look, and there's this older gentleman kind of walking towards me. I'm like, I know that guy. And I don't know how many people go out and do this, but I'm like, I just stopped them. I'm like, what is your last name? I, I almost gave this guy a heart attack because I grabbed them. I'm like, what is your name? And he told me his last name was Zizzo. And I'm like, you delivered me 37 years ago. He was the doctor that delivered me. He was my childhood doctor up till the age of, I don't know, eight or nine. I haven't seen this guy in like almost 30 years, but I recognized him. I didn't recognize his voice. And I grabbed them. We put two and two together that, yeah, he was the guy that he delivered me. Knew my family, knew everything about my grandparents. Just crazy. I, I just, I was shocked. I can't believe that happened over the weekend. Um, so we're going to deal with the Raptors conversation. Canada hoops on top of the world. Under 19's win. Um, I got some thoughts on that because there was some pressure from the basketball world. Oh, you got to watch. You got to jump on board. Well, really? Like, I don't know how many people knew this tournament was going on until they beat the U.S., which is a problem for the infrastructure of basketball and the direction that it's taking this country. Although the game might be improving, is the infrastructure the setup to provide proper attention there? Do they have a vehicle to expand, to grow as an organization? Or is this kind of it? We'll get into that conversation in the next second hour of the program. Rowan Barrett, the father of R.J., Really a big-time part of Canadian basketball through his playing days and his post-playing career. Rowan Barrett's going to join me in the next hour of the program. And Ryan Wolstat will join me at the bottom of the clock to talk the Raptors' moves over the course of the weekend. Some other things we'll touch on. Wayne Rooney, gone from Manchester United. He, as we speak, he's having his introductory press conference with Everton. And he was over 20 minutes late <laughs> showing up. And Ronald Koeman, his new head coach, manager with Everton, was just waiting in the stairwell, peering out of the blinds into the parking lot to see where Wayne was. <laughs> yeah, that's a good start. But he goes back to his boyhood club. Uh, Romelu Lukaku signs for Manchester United. Paul Pogba and him were playing rock, paper, scissors with an ESPN reporter, and they pushed her in the pool. And I love the fake outrage coming from people. It's ridiculous. Ilya Kovalchuk signs a one-year contract to stay in the KHL. Surprise, surprise. Couldn't remember that when that was a real sincere conversation on this radio station. Could the Maple Leafs be playing or making a move for Kovalchuk? Nope. Kovalchuk staying in the KHL, which makes more sense. He's going to be able to play in the Olympics. Just wait till next year. Come on over. Chris Kunitz has a cup today. This is all over Twitter right now. He's eating cereal with his kids out of the Stanley Cup. Would, would you let your kids eat out of that thing? Like, we all know stories about the Stanley Cup, and it's one thing if you are drinking beer or whatever out of the Stanley Cup, would you let your children eat cereal out of it? It seems completely, is unhygienic a word? Lack of hygiene? It doesn't seem healthy. It doesn't seem clean. I'm sure Phil Pritchard does a nice job keeping it on point, but... I don't know if I'd let my kids eat cereal out of the Stanley Cup. It's kind of cool. Maybe I'd be overprotective, but there you go. 19-1.
I thought it was last week where the Blue Jays lost by two touchdowns in a game at the Rogers Center. They did it again. Like the Argos moved out of the Rogers Center, yet football scores are being posted. In a bad way for your Toronto Blue Jays. I proclaimed last week that the team was done. The clock had struck midnight. The group had turned into a pumpkin. And baseball's so funny. Like it's the fans, you live and die by the team each and every day. Like there's a game every day, and the mood swings are just completely out of whack. Like our baseball fans are some of them new to the game. Because just because you win one game doesn't mean you're going to go on and win the World Series. The team is toast. Call them jelly. They're on bread. They've been toasted. They're being served up for breakfast. We'll get into that a little bit later on. But if you need any other reason to just say, when it comes to this Blue Jays team, I hope you weren't one of those that spent good money to go down to the Rogers Center yesterday. Should they give a refund? This is a legitimate question. If you are a home team in any sport, so if you're the Maple Leafs and you go out and get pasted 7-0 on home ice, or if you're the Raptors, you lose by 35 points on home court, or if you're the Blue Jays and lose 19-1 on home field, should you give those people in attendance their money back? Legitimate question because you're serving up entertainment. Your team's supposed to show up and play, and it's embarrassing when you lose like that. Let me, hey, Nolan, Andrew Nolan, come on the mic. You, uh, Andrew Nolan's producing today. Can we put up a poll question? When you lose 19 1, should the ball club give money to its fans back? Or, or you can phrase it however you want. You can use the Maple Leafs, Raptors as other examples. But if your team loses that badly at home, should fans get something back in return for having to put up with that? Wheels, I'm not even going to make it a poll. It's just going to be a rhetorical question. It's okay. going to have a period at the end of it, and everyone's going to say, absolutely yes. Okay. Perfect. I hope so. Okay, let's put that out there, okay? Um, we're also going to let you know which cartoon character got into Cooperstown. I can't even make that up. And I'm not talking about... Well, that will give it away. It's just striking to me who doesn't get into Cooperstown and who does now. <laughs> Did the baseball writers vote on this? I'll tell you who <laughs> a little bit later on. But uh, a very popular cartoon character somehow snuck his way into Cooperstown. Milos Raonic is a... Oh, he's on the court right now at Wimbledon. Warming up. You can watch on TSN4. He's taking on someone named Zverev. Zverev? It's one of those names where you just need to be confident in the pronunciation. No one will call you out on it. Let's go Zverev. Z-V-E-R-E-V. So Milos is on the court at Wimbledon. We'll see how he does today. We'll get into Joel, Joel Embiid, the process, getting used to the process of getting into trouble. We'll get into that. And then I want to raise one more question before we get really into the Raptors here. Uh, the season premiere of Game of Thrones is Sunday, like less than a week away. I cannot wait I'm so excited. Maybe this is what I want the poll question to be, Andrew. I'm keeping you on your toes here. What if later on this week we do a full hour on Game of Thrones? Just, just we, because in fairness to whatever's going on next weekend in sport, it's not going to be bigger than Game of Thrones, is it? I think that we on this program can do an hour-long discussion of Game of Thrones. Thumbs up, thumbs down. Scruzzy Nolan, are you down with that poll question? Like... We'll leave it up to the listeners to decide 
but a full hour of GOT talk, I mean, I can wrap my head around that. Just about what could happen. Maybe we can do some comparables. Maybe we can just ask people, who do you want to see end up sitting on the Iron Throne when all's said and done? Who's your favorite character, Wheels? Ooh, I like Littlefinger. He's going to die in the next season. What? What? That better not be a spoiler. I'll no, it's just I, likely. I love Littlefinger. <laughs> I love Tyrion. I love Jamie Lannister. I don't know. I think the Lannisters, like, they're so good because so many people dislike them, but I've found myself cheering for the Lannisters. Cersei and Jamie, like those two. No, they've done some indescribable thing or things that you don't want to. Anyways, I'll leave shame. that alone. <laughs> yes, shame, shame. Game of Th- like Friday, I say we do an hour of Game of Thrones. Adam Proto, who works for the Maple Leafs, he also freelances, writes a bunch of stories. He went and interviewed in London a bunch of the characters for Game of Thrones ahead of the the new season. So maybe we can get Proto on because he's like a die hard, and we'll just say, listen, no hockey talk. We're just going to talk GOT. And he would sign up for that. Uh, Kayla Gray, sta- uh, standing by. I always say standing by, but you're actually sitting. Sitting by. Yeah, sit- sitting by. She's actually doing nothing. <laughs> we don't know what she's doing here. You are preparing your sports center updates. Yes, I am. Verev? Is that how you're going? Ver- Verev. That's who Milos Raonic yeah. is like. Verev? Verev. The so Z does not exist. What? Yeah. How can't the Z exist? I don't know. It's a trick. I've never heard of a silent Z before. <laughs> Have you? No. <laughs> Never. Okay. I just do what they tell me, okay? That's okay. No, I need to turn... You are my source. <laughs> yes. It's my, also, my source is also YouTube and just watching like different matches to see how they say it. It's a good way of doing it's it. a great way of Trust doing it. Trust the broadcast. Trust so, it. So the full, the full lines are open 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050 and toll free at 1-855-591-6876. Had the Raptors improved after this weekend? They, now, they trade away Damari Carroll, who was overall a massive disappointment with this Raptors team. Simply couldn't stay healthy. I, like, I don't think that this is anything to do with him, the basketball player. I think this is everything to do with a player not being in shape to play at that level. Um, they give up a protected first-round draft pick. Eh, okay. Mm-hmm. A second-round pick uh, to make that deal happen. They're going to waive Justin Hamilton stretch out his, his buyout so it's $1 million a year. No big deal. Um, and then they trade the local guy, Corey Joseph, a guy that we all really like in this city. And in return, the Raptors are getting back uh, free agent C.J. Miles from the Pacers on a potential three-year deal worth $25 million. Seems like good value. They need three-point shooting. Based upon making these two moves, have the Raptors improved? Yeah, Absolutely. CJ, I mean, some people count out CJ Miles, but I mean, the dude can knock down like a corner three like no other. Consistent. This is exactly what the team wanted. They wanted shooting. They wanted scoring. So you get that in CJ Miles. Yes, it's hard to part ways with, I guess you could say, two fan favorites because Damari Carroll was a J- JYD 2.0, so they're going to have to find 3.0 in their a, next that's, hunt. But that's like, what they called him, but I never felt like no, he was, that was anywhere. No, that was... Whoever called him JYD 2.0 was dead wrong in that there's only one JYD and let's just leave it at that. But when you're talking about... Because uh, I was going to go like negative 2.5 <laughs> or something like that because he didn't bring Now, anything. now. But no, I, I mean, was he ever fully healthy? I don't believe so. No. Nope. So when you get rid of someone like that who 
wasn't really helping out the team. There were sparks where it was like, oh, you know, this DeMar Carroll was doing pretty well, but you need that on a consistent, uh, you know, you know, you need that night after night. So when you're looking at the te- the players that the Raptors have added and CJ Miles, you can get that night after night. Not to say that he will be starting, but you do have that help. I would trust CJ over Corey. Um. Yes. I. I. Okay. I think the team made it very clear that they wanted to head in a different direction. Once you're looking at the younger guys like DeLon Wright. I've no problem with DeLon. I like Fred Van Vliet as well. Yeah. I've seen a lot of them. I called their games They're of the Raptors. They're deep at that position. Right. Um, I think it kind of takes, well, you can still play the two point guards at the same time if right. you want. It, it just sucks losing a guy like Corey. If C.J. Miles can knock down the three-point shot like he did in Indiana, I believe he shot 41% from yeah. three. Like, he shoots threes, folks, and doesn't do very much else. Yeah. Like, he doesn't get into the paint. He doesn't rebound. He doesn't pick up assists. But this is something the team desperately this, needs. The team needed it. Because if DeMar DeRozan still isn't going to be able to hit three-point shots this coming year, you need someone to the, to extend the floor. Well, I mean, you I don't know. To. I feel as though DeRozan brings something new every single year. But well, is that going to be it this year? Like, I don't know what he's uh, been no. working on. I've seen him playing in games in Compton. and No, 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 no. So no. they needed that, but is it going to be enough? Because I look at these moves as being... As slightly improving the Raptors, right. but not anywhere near well, enough. You, I think it also gives the the group a peace of mind. Lowry's not pay, play, uh, playing for a contract anymore. That's all set. Surge now has more time. That was a huge issue. And Dwayne Casey, when they got outed by the Cavaliers, had said, look, if this group had a little bit more time to gel, I think we could have at least gotten away with winning one game here. See, I... Well, one game. I mean, as as PJ Tucker said, hindsight is a mother, right? But I do believe now that Serge has a little bit more time on his hands to gel with this group, I do think they could be a little bit better. More more importantly than having more time, it's the style of play. And Damari Carroll spoke to our guests coming up at the bottom of the clock in Ryan Wolstadt and brought up the fact that the style of play, the iso ball, didn't suit him. And, And I get it. Like, the... This is the biggest challenge for Dwayne Casey. He needs to reinvent the way that this team plays. And by doing so, Serge Ibaka cannot play the four for this team. He has to play the five. He is your starting center. That's why I think there's more moves to be made, including potentially trading Jonas Valanciunas. Right. You need to find a home for him. And I'm looking at teams like the Atlanta Hawks that are going through a rebuild. You may not get the return that you want, but it's about creating space. Cap-wise, luxury tax-wise, tax as well as creating a space in terms of a role. And the Raptors, if they do end up making such a move, where I think Ibaka has to play the five, right. then you're going to need to address the four position. And I'm looking at Miritich in Chicago as being a no-brainer for this team. Hit more threes than any other Chicago Bulls player last year. His percentage wasn't great, but he's shown that he can hit that, 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 that shot at range in the past. I know you have Siakam, you have Pirtle, you have some young players. Yeah, but Siakam Valanchunas, held it down early. Valanchunas has to be the next domino, the next shoe to drop, doesn't he? Yeah. Like, he has to be. There's, I think it's hard, though, to sell someone like that. Because I think with Valanchunas, is I think he has that glimpse of, uh, of, of what the league used to be. You know, Casey said, eventually we'll get JV to a spot where he'll be shooting the three. I don't see that happening at any point in Jonas Valanchunas' career. I just don't. And I think that the league is moving to a point where it's a positionalist game. 
And your big men are now taking are getting the green light to take shots like that. That's just the way that the league's working right sure. now. Sure. And, and and even beyond that, um Valanciunas, my biggest problem, and I like JV. I, yeah. I, I've always been a JV no supporter. Knock, it's no knock on the guy. It's just fit Well, right I think now. there is a knock on the guy. And the knock on the guy is he can't play a lick of defense. And that is a huge problem for this team. <laughs> because it, big men in this league, if, if you're not hitting a three-point shot, not stretching it, you're not being a facilitator like a Jokic in Denver, you need to bring that defensive play to the table. You need to be able to block shots. You need to be able to protect the perimeter, make up for deficiencies elsewhere. And he doesn't do that. Right. And and that's the knock on JV. And I think this coaching staff, this organization, has been waiting for it to click in, and it hasn't. Well, it's because of that series against the Heat two years ago. Remember? Feed the Beast became a thing. And then everyone's like, remember? Just wait till next year. Jonas Valanciunas is going to be the X factor for this team. And guess what? It didn't happen. So now it's time to just move on from that. Right. And and as far as I understand it and what's being reported is that the team has been looking to trade JV since the trade deadline. Oh, for a while. Okay. And they signed him to that $16 million per year contract because they believe it was still movable. Oh, yeah. Yet right now they're having all kinds of problems moving that contract. Like this team has all kinds of centers. Yeah, They have too many players to play the five, not enough at the four. And if you bring in a four, you need someone that can stretch the floor as well. You cannot have enough three-point shooting in this league, Kayla. Right. And for me, you have CJ right now. You have Kyle Lowry. Norman Powell can hit a three every now and then. And after that, you're kind of stuck. A Bach is not a volume guy, but he can hit one when need be. Right. But you need someone else. But it's else. not to say that the Raptors need to be coming need to become a three-point shooting team, like the Warriors, like the Cavaliers, because the war the, the Warriors do the best Warriors, you know, job. Cavs are the best when they're the Cavaliers. The Raptors need to find their own identity. Uh, yeah, but I think you need to be that light. Yeah. You know, you need, you need to be maybe the junior version of that. Yeah, you can beat teams other ways, and Casey's always going to preach the defensive side of things. Uh, and I, you have two legitimate all-stars on this team. Like, there's a lot to like, but I still think there's a missing piece or two that needs to be addressed. And the way I look at it, the only way of doing that is trading a Jonas Valanciunas. Right. Like, if you want to do it in sincerity, let me know your thoughts. 416-870-1050. 416-870-1050. Toll free at 1-855-591-6876. And this is the thing, Kayla, like, the luxury tax... And the threshold, it doesn't bother doesn't bother right, me whatsoever. Right, because this is just bookkeeping at this point. Right, and I, I'd hate this team to just stay below whatever luxury tax threshold just because they feel they have to. Right, rather than improving this team and giving them a true chance here. And I still think that you need to bring in one or two more players to fill this team out and give them a true chance to compete against the Boston Celtics, the Cleveland Cavaliers, and the Eastern Conference. Those are predominantly the teams that you're staring at right now. Right. Make sure that you're not part of the mix, or that make sure that you are part of the mix. I think they are part of the mix as team is. That's just carrying, holding on to coattails. You think that they can survive with with Abaka playing the four this year? Or Siakam playing the four, like you are not getting the best out of what you have if that's the case. Right. They should spend, but they're going to need to clear some room to do so. I mean, as much as Messiah says, look, we've got the green light, we've got the green light, you've got to think there's some people in his ear saying, eh, <laughs> let's just temper this a little bit because we don't know 
what this team will be down the line. Dobson hit me up. Losing P.J. Tucker stings. But other than that, I think Miles is a huge plus. Agree. Uh, also says that he hopes Van Vliet gets a good shot this season. Listen, Fred Van Vliet, not big, not strong. He's a throwback player. He's shifty. I, I think he gets it. High basketball IQ. As a third point guard, Fred Van Vliet makes a whole lot of sense. And that's the thing. When it comes to depth, you can fill out depth on a roster relatively cheap. It's about your top rotation guys that you need to be spending your your cash on. And there's still a couple more holes for me in this Raptors team. Dan hit me up. My opinion, the Raptors sold culture reset, but seeing who they drafted and added, it still looks like it's a defensive first model. Better being top five than last five. I, the defensive side of thing will always be in their DNA. It will always be. And I actually really like, and it's not just because I'm an Indiana Hoosiers fan, but Anunobi... I think he has the potential to have some game. He's an athletic freak. You got to be three and D. You got to have guys that can do that. And Anobi will take some time for him to develop his jump shot, but certainly as a player getting after it from that stretch wing position, a guy that can guard one through five, potentially, I like that pick. And I think he fits right in, but you need to surround him with scorers. DJ hit me up. Smart to free up cap space through next season and reduce tax spending. Miles brings veteran presence on the wing amongst the best at the three-point shot. I get reducing the tax spending. I get why that matters. But I'm surprised that fans care that much. Does it matter to you that your team pays into the tax? Like, your tickets are saying the same price regardless. Some teams are going deep into the tax. The Houston Rockets, for crying out loud, are giving James Harden like $43 million a year with the Supermax contract. It, it doesn't bother me if a team has to pay into the salary, uh, the luxury tax, and the Raptors are going to do that. And they've never done that before. And I say good, because it's showing that this team is in the mix to at least compete. Contend is a different word than Compete. But they are in the conversation, and for this franchise, where it's at right now, that absolutely matters. Drew Pesh, logical move given the lack of three-point shooting and surplus back-up point guards, and it clears up a gut in one area and adds to another. They are still thin on the wing. I still think they need to address the four position, and I'm looking at Miritich out of Chicago as being the perfect fit. A guy that plays the four that can come in and hit down, knock down that outside shot. Let's see what Ryan Wolstat uh, post-media. Toronto Sun Raptors reporter has to say about potentially going after a player like Miritich. What would have to happen for that to be a reality? Is Valanciunas now still firmly on the block? Or does he get taken off because of it? And we'll start chatting with Damari Carroll, who, by the way, will join the station at 2 p.m. today and discuss his time with the Toronto Raptors. We'll get into all of that with the Waz. He's coming up next. This is Toronto Today. I am Gareth Wheeler, and this is TSN 1050. We got a really angry text about this whole Game of Thrones idea. This guy's like not having it. Just talk about things in real life. Don't talk about something that's fictional. It's real to me. (laughs) Game of Thrones is going to be a huge deal on Sunday. I'm sorry if you ain't got HBO. 
It's not too late. Jump on board. Feel the heat before winter comes. It's coming, folks. Can you hit me up on Twitter if CJ Miles can stay healthy and maintain a good three-point field goal percentage? The Raptors will be okay. Hopefully DeLon is ready to handle the main backup point guard duties. Is Bruno ready yet? Listen, Bruno Caboclo improved a lot last year. On the Raptors 905, on their way to winning a D-League championship. Now the G-League. But is he ready yet to take the next step? I would say nope. Will he ever? I don't know. Like, he was a lot more consistent this year. And he still has intriguing intangibles. But I wouldn't rely on Bruno anytime soon. But DeLon Wright, he is the real deal. I'm hoping that his jump shot comes along, his outside jump shot comes along. But he's long. He can get after it. Good defensively. I like what DeLon Wright brings to the table. Is this Raptors team improved based on the moves that were made this weekend? They dumped Corey Joseph. They dumped Amari Carroll. P.J. Tucker. Patrick Patterson. They go. C.J. C.J. Miles, that is, comes into this team and provides much-needed Three-point shooting. I mean, I mean, that's the book on this team. But they can't be done, right? Or are they? At Wheeler TSN is where you hit me up on Twitter. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Uh, so Damari Carroll gone. My next guest had a chat with him. You can read it in this morning's edition of the Toronto Sun, torontosun.com. Carroll loves seeing Raptors pass the ball more. Comes out and said, like, the style of the play with the Raptors didn't necessarily fit the skill set of a Damari Carroll. Was that the bigger issue, or was it the fact that the guy simply couldn't stay healthy? Joining me now is the Waz, Ryan Wolstat, my good buddy at Wolstat Sun on Twitter from Post Media, covers the Toronto Raptors. What's your take on that? Because great piece, by the way, on Carroll this morning, Ryan, but. Was it just, was the fit just not right for Damari Carroll, or was it the fact the biggest problem was the fact that he was damaged goods? Well, what's up, Wheels? Uh, I'm going to say that it's a little bit of both. I mean, obviously the the injuries are the biggest reason why Damari Carroll didn't work in Toronto. There's no question about that. He couldn't. They brought him in to be a guy that would defend and hit three pointers and move off the ball a little bit to get open shots. And he got hurt pretty much from, well, I mean, he was hurt when they got them pretty much. He, he hadn't recovered yet from uh, that sort of devastating injury he suffered while, while guarding LeBron James and the Cavs when he was in Atlanta. Um, and he sort of, he, he thought he was better, but I think five games into his Raptors career, he got hurt and he was never able to recover from that. He missed most of that first season. To his credit, he fought hard to come back and play in the playoffs. He's basically contributing on one leg, but being a team guy by coming back, and then he was so hurt from that, he couldn't even rehab the, that next summer. They just told him to take the whole summer off to, to see if that would work. But, I mean, he still wasn't right. And though he played in, in all but 10 games, playoffs included, uh, this past season, he clearly wasn't the same guy that was a really good, a big part of that Hawks, those really good Hawks teams. So that's the main thing. He wasn't able to do what, what he could do. And that's unfortunate for Carroll. It's un- unfortunate for the Raptors. Right. But, it, yeah. It, it, and and he will be painted as a complete bust. And yes, he never came close to living up to expectations. Yeah. But at the same point, I don't put that on the front office, Ryan, because no. on paper, he was the right fit. He was the right guy for this team. In practice, it didn't work out because of those because of those injuries. Yeah, I mean it's it's free agency so tough. It's the, the easiest way to screw up. It's the hardest way to get better. We've seen it, you know, we saw it with 
with Glenn Grunwald, with Rob Babcock, with Brian Colangelo, and even with Messiah here, it's hard to hand out a lot of money and expect a guy to, to do well. You know, like, they, it, it's just really tough. Unless you're getting one of those prime free agents that, that it's really hard to get to Toronto unless you're contending. It, it's, it's a real crapshoot. But, yeah, the, so I don't mind them taking the gamble on him. He's exactly what they needed. I mean, since Vince Carter and Tracy McGrady, they, they've, there's been a huge hole at, at small forward. It's been like the, the continuous thing. Every year there's a Joey Graham or a Jamario Moon or a Jason Capona or someone being thrown in trying to be that guy, and it, it never takes. And so they thought they'd finally found it, and it, it worked out really badly, but it's too bad. If anything, maybe uh, they should have looked into the injuries a little more when they signed him, but it is what it is. And, and as for the fit, yeah, clearly he came from a team that liked the San Antonio Spurs, where Mike Budenholzer came from. They moved the ball. That's that was their. That's what they do. The Hawks. Well, they're all gone now. All those starters, but those old Hawks. <laughs> <laughs> they moved the ball. They looked for. They passed up a good shot to find a better shot. And obviously in Toronto, that's in a very ISO heavy game. Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, they 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 get theirs, and sometimes it leaves their teammates out, and that it works really well in the regular season but as we've seen in the playoffs it's it's very hard to win that way and i think that's part a lot of what damari was talking about when not just when i talked to him yesterday but also over the couple of years he kept saying well i hope we play more like atlanta i hope i can bring some of that and just it, it just didn't happen and and i'm with him on that sentiment i i completely agree with him but but was like the question that i that i've been asking and the latest guy that the raptors have picked up is cj miles from the pacers a guy who can absolutely knock down that outside shot, and that's what this team desperately needs. But they bring in Miles, they lose not only Carroll and Joseph, but Patterson and Tucker as well. So can we sit here and say, and, and listeners, you can weigh in as well, the Texas 10-50-50, can we say that this Raptors team is going to be improved? Immediately, no. Absolutely not. I think just losing P.J. Tucker is a crushing blow defensively for a team that wants to be okay defensively. And I mean, a lot of this depends on what happens with Valanciunas because I just think they're going to be a disaster defensively if you, if, and offensively. If you start Ibaka and Valanciunas, it's just a terrible match. But I mean, we can get to that, but I, I just think, no, obviously right away, it's not, they're not going to be better because Patterson meant a ton to the team. Now at the end he was hurt and he wasn't the same and he was not productive at all for the second half of the season for the playoffs, but they'll miss the Patterson of old, um, you know they'll miss they'll miss other pieces, but I think in the long run I think they'll be okay. I mean a lot of it depends on how uh, how the rookie OG uh, comes along. Cause I think we have huge hopes for him, and and I think he's going to be a really good player assuming he, yeah, he can recover from from his injury. But that's going to take some time. So I think CJ Miles is a nice little stop uh, stopgap. He's a guy that can defend a couple of positions, and more importantly, will will bomb away from three if they really do find a way to move the ball more. Which would be ironic now that Carroll's gone. Uh, but you know, he's a nice fit, and you know there's more work to be done. But I don't know. Right now, are they better? No. But but let's let's see what unfolds from here. I think if they get to a point where. Ibaka's the center, and maybe you know you obviously had a very good look at Pascal Siakam who did really well in the D-League. In, in the NBA, he, he struggled a bit, but he's shown really well in the D-League and in Summer League. So it'll be interesting to see if he can step up and obviously go on right. I think the way Corey Joseph tailed off last year, other than when he played really well for Lowry when he started, Joseph had a tough year and his defense really flipped. I like I like Van Vliet and I like uh, Wright taking some of those minutes and giving some youthful enthusiasm and DeLon giving some more size and and he's just such a crafty player. So I like that there and I think Lowry will be healthier and 
and he'll be out to prove some teams wrong. And I don't know, are they better? We'll have to wait and see. But in the East, I think they're good enough to to compete for a home court spot again. Ryan Wolstad joining us here on Toronto Today. At Wolstad, son on Twitter, wrote about Damari Carroll leaving the Raptors and how he didn't believe he was the right fit with the way that this team played. Read that at torontosun.com. Okay, so you, you brought it up, JV and Ibaka together. For me, the next player that will go, I, I don't think it's a matter of if, I think it's a matter of when, is Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, they've been trying to trade this guy since before the trade deadline. It's just a matter of finding the right landing spot because I'm with you. Abaka has to play five on this team, Ryan. Like, right? And and if that's yeah. the case, then they're going to have to address the four position one way or the other. Yeah, and it's the, the problem is in today's NBA, those traditional centers, even really skilled, really good rebounding ones like Valanciunas, there's just not a demand for them because the game has gone smaller. Unless you can move your feet quickly and defend or hit the three, there's not really a place for you. And it's, it's muddled the trade market. Like Nikola Vucevic has been on the block forever, and I'd argue he's maybe a bit better player. Well, I mean, they're different, but certainly a better offensive player than Valanciunas, and they can't find a taker for him. The Raptors have been dangling Valanciunas. And look, they could get a deal done, but it would be a bad deal, and they're not willing to do that. And you know, I don't really blame them for that. He was the fifth pick. I know it's a different time. He still has some value. He's still a good player. I wouldn't just give him away. Like, they've been offered bad contracts and no picks. And I just don't see why you would take a, a center that's not as good that makes a little bit less just to save a little bit of money. If you can't move him for a pick, I, I don't think it, it makes a lot of sense. Maybe you just bring him off the bench, and he's going to have to adjust to that. But like, but like he said, and like I said, they can't play together. They're both terrible passers, so that will ruin the offense. And defensively, Ibaka is just much better at center these days. He's not, a, and he doesn't even like playing the floor. So it's just, it's not a, really a tenable situation. They're going to have to find a way to address it, but it's tough. Well, maybe they have to wait till till someone gets injured, and maybe then they'll be more interested in JB. Oh, okay, so a lot of this comes down to dollars and cents as well. Those two trades put the Raptors under the luxury tax threshold, as I understand it, so they can use their mm-hmm. full mid-level exemption. Um, what can they add, like? Who's out there? Like, I threw out the name Miritich just because he's another guy that can hit the outside shot. And I think outside of Miles and Lowry and a little bit of Carroll, once in a while, Ibaka, like, this team still needs more outside scoring. I mean, is there a, is he attainable? Is another player attainable? Like, where do you see them going with what they have left available to them? Yeah, the Bulls are, you never know what they're doing. I assume they wouldn't just let him go because they're kind of rebuilding. He's still young enough that he might be a piece. So I, I feel like they'd offer him more money or they'd match an offer. But maybe an Ersan Ilyasova, who's kind of like an older Miritich. I mean, Masai's been pretty good at finding late in the summer kind of bargain guys like Biombo or Scola and Sullinger, if he didn't get hurt, would have been a nice kind of late signing. Um, so maybe he just waits for that last piece again to see what shakes out. Because of all the money that was spent last year, there's not there's not nearly as much this year for all the teams. So you have to think there'll be a couple good players that that shake loose. And I think definitely a, a shooting power forward, like a good stretch four, is something that that they really need to look at. And I think they will look at it because I know Pascal's been working on that three a lot, but it, it's still it's not there yet. So right. it's still going to take some time. So you get the sense based upon you know your reporting, people that you talk to, that the Raptors are still looking to make another move or two. Yeah, I mean, there's kind of walking the fine line of trying to avoid the tax and figuring what they can do to do that. But they're definitely, yeah, they're trying to get better. They are trying to, they've committed for at least a couple of years of, of staying in the mix and of spending what it takes. Now, that doesn't mean they're going to spend $30 million in luxury tax, but it means they're going to spend right up to the, 
right up to the tax and see what they can get. So does that mean there'll be a tax team for the first time this year, Ryan? I think we got to wait and see if if it's the right opportunity. I think they're going to try hard to avoid it, but if 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 a really good bargain shakes loose that can that they think can really make an offer uh, difference, I think they will. But they still have some other moves to make. I mean, maybe a Valanciunas thing materializes to get them under, even after they sign somebody. And and uh, Lucas Nogueira is another guy. Maybe I'm I'm sure they could probably get a second for him, and that cuts a little bit of salary, not much. But uh, there's just other moves to be made, and you have to think that it's going to happen because there's too many centers on the roster, not enough power forwards, and they're probably, I mean, it, who knows about Bruno? I'm still not sure if he'll ever contribute, but but uh, they could also use more help at, at small forward too. Good stuff, buddy, whether it's the Raptors, the Canadian team winning over the weekend. Basketball's yeah, red great. hot right now in the city, pal. It's got to be a lot yeah. of fun to be on that beat. That was great. Yeah, I've been covering Canada basketball a long time when a lot of people were ignoring it and nobody was really paying any attention. And it's great to see them, you know, finally get it done. And hopefully it's the start of, of more to come. Awesome. I got Rowan Barrett checking in on the next hour right. of the program. So it should be great to catch up with him. Big weekend for the Barrett family, eh? Oh, yeah. RJ's yeah. the next one. He's, uh, he, it's, it'll be interesting to see where he goes because he definitely has a shot at being the top pick when, when it's, when it's his draft year. Just think about this Canadian hoops, and it's and it's not just Andrew Wiggins, but how many players are being picked in the lottery that are Canadian mm-hmm. in recent years? Like, right? Even the guys who haven't worked out, it's just Canadian player. Like, this country continues to develop, a lot of times via the United States, just top young players. Yeah, it's, you just look at March Madness every year. There's always a few key Canadians on some of the very best programs, and I just think a lot of people forget it's not just you know these players coming out of nowhere yeah that they're really gifted and stuff there's great coaching in this country and it's really improved over the last 10 15 years from where it was as basketball got more popular as more people started playing the coaches took it on themselves to to improve as well and they've done a great job and and Roy Rana and and Paul Weir's the head coach at New Mexico now he was on his staff and and the rest of the staff they did an amazing job they outcoached John Calipari and and everyone else at that tournament in Egypt and it and they just keep coming. You know, Scott Morrison is now on Brad Stevens' bench in Boston. So yep. it's not just – and obviously the Raptors have, have Jamma and Jamal McGlure. And it's just – they're coming everywhere, not just on the court, but behind the bench as well. It's great. I'm getting into this next hour. Uh, it would have been great to, knowing that this tournament was going on before the weekend. But we'll, we'll save yeah. that for the next hour <laughs> of the program. Uh, follow him on Twitter at Wolstatson. Read his fine work across the Post Media Network and the Toronto Sun. Ryan Wolstat, I, I know you're going to stay busy for the rest of this summer, but try to enjoy some downtime eventually, okay, pal? All right, will do. Thanks, Will. Thanks, buddy. Ryan Wolstat joining us here on TSN 1050 in Toronto today. Let us know, like, what do the Raptors need to add now to improve from the team they were last year? That's what it's all about. You need to keep this moving in the right direction. Not taking a step back. How do they take a step forward? Is it trading JV? Is it signing someone else? Let me know your thoughts. Play general manager at Wheeler TSN. The text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. We'll get into Canada basketball in the next hour of the program. So keep it locked. TSN 1050 here in Toronto. Sheepies at 1152. 
It's going to be a rainy Monday here across the GTA. Gareth Wheeler with you at Wheeler TSN. I'm getting my patio done. Like the guys, the landscapers, have been putting in work. Great guys. My buddy Chris Cross. His name's legitimately Chris Cross. Great dude. Uh, but the weather is like raining havoc on this project. I feel for anyone whose job is to work outdoors this summer because the weather, like, I feel like we're Vancouver. Just raining every second day. So it's a pain in the you-know-what. Hopefully tomorrow's a little bit better, but calling for rain mostly this week. I, I don't know why I was watching it last night. We'll play it for you the next hour. We're just tracking it down. I just remembered this. Steve Harvey is still, like, a big thing. Like, have you read stories about Steve Harvey? Like, before a show, you can't talk to him. None of the guests can associate with him. Like, he's kind of woo Cuckoo for Cuckoo Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. Um, Pedro Martinez. It was like the uh, former NBA greats taking on former MLB greats in the Family Feud. And I got to play you this clip from Pedro, from Pedro Martinez uh, in the next hour of the program. It is hilarious. I, I put out the poll question. And nice wording, Andrew Nolan. Producing the program today. Like the Blue Jays, yesterday was downright embarrassing. After losing 15-1 at home last week, the Blue Jays go out and lose 19-1 at home yesterday. When your team gets skunked at home, just embarrassingly crushed the way that it played out yesterday, should fans get a ticket refund? Like, should they, should the club offer them something to say, you know what, sorry about that. You did not get value for your hard-earned dollar on this day. Uh, come back out, come do a game on us. Or something to that end. So it's the TSN Today poll question. Do Blue Jays fans deserve a ticket refund for Sunday's 19-1 loss to the Astros? 63% say yes so far. say no. Like, there's no accountability for the players, really. Just pack up, say, you know what, we're a better team than that. We'll be mentally tough. We got quality in this clubhouse. We can still contend. Well, okay. Prove it. Like, there's no accountability, even though it's you, the fan, who's going out there supporting this team. Listen, if if, if it's like an 8-5 loss... We're a 4 nothing loss, then fine, you go home. But 19-1, it's the extreme that I'm talking about. 19-1, 7-zip in hockey. Remember the 7-2 game? Who was it? The Florida Panthers came in a couple years ago, crushed the Maple Leafs. It's like, really? Come on. I mean, when your team simply doesn't show up and is embarrassed, there should be something in it for the fans. Am I right or am I right? Could Nolan, you want to jump wheels? in, buddy? Yeah, I think it was a Nashville Predators. Oh, Predators. Yes. 9-1? Yeah, that was it. Like, Leafs fans should have got something back that night from where I sit. Austin Matthews? Well, listen, not winning a draft lottery. The club should give something up as a signal, a sign of extending the olive branch. Saying, whoops, our bad. That won't happen again. At Wheeler TSN on Twitter, the text is 105050. The email live at tsn1050.ca. Uh, the under 19 World Cup of basketball played out in Egypt. Canada proved victorious, but who knew this tournament was even going on? For basketball to truly arrive in this country, and you can make the argument it already has, what needs to change? How do they get on the same level, same playing field 
as the world juniors in hockey? Or will it never get to those heights? 416-870-1050. are the numbers to call. I want to hear from you. If basketball is really going to make it in this country, what needs to happen? Gareth Wheeler with you. Toronto Today rolls on right here on TSN 1050.